it's Katie and Tabby and Emma and welcome back to takes three to tango all right how are you guys how was your week it's been two weeks since we've seen each other we miss you so much it's spooky month it's October guys well I wanted to start by asking if you guys do Halloween Tabby and Emma Halloween is Emma's thing, honestly. Oh yeah, Halloween is my favorite, <laughs> like my single favorite day of the entire year. Like I love it more than I love my birthday. That says a lot. Really? Yeah, yeah I do. Dude, I haven't celebrated Halloween in so long, like years. We don't really celebrate Halloween, but we just throw parties because that's how much I love Halloween. If there's nothing going on that I know of, then I'll like make something, you know? Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. it kind of sad that we can never like have an actual Halloween party like together? because like no, we will. oh not with katie yeah that's what i meant like we probably will never have one together for all three of us what do you mean probably we'll have it like in the future <laughs> yeah anyways halloween is my one favorite day of the year yeah like i love it with everything i have right so body image is a topic we think is like super relevant to people of our age honestly to some younger and some older as well and although you may care less or more than the amount of crap a normal person gives about the topic i think this episode can really change your perspective on body image and to kind of look at it we have to look at the root of the problem the start of it all and I think for most of us, or I think why we all have body images is because of the fact that we look different. So maybe we're going to tell you a story about how we felt like we looked different compared to others and, you know, how we developed the body image issues. You want to start, Emma? Yeah, and hopefully this episode can let you in on our perspectives and also... We hope that through our stories, you can relate in some way or in every way, which ultimately that's the goal because we are still teenagers and we still struggle with our body images, but I'm just putting it out there that it's okay to feel like you're struggling. So that's why we're giving you this episode to let you know that you are not alone. So (laughs) I grew up being the smallest in my grade throughout preschool and primary school. And I was extremely skinny for my age. So I was already, you know, used to hearing, even though, like, it's not okay. I was already used to hearing, like, oh, like, you're so small. No way you're, like, yeah, like, dot, dot, dot age or, like. Yeah, right? I got the same thing, too, when I was growing up. You're so short for your age. You look like you're, like, a kindergartner when I was, like, in second grade or whatever. Like, <laughs> right? It they kept on commenting about it and i mean honestly i don't know if i'm invalidating my own kind of struggles but i think although they did say that it didn't i don't think it would hurt me as much as if they were to call me like oh my god you're so fat or whatever i don't know is it valid it both hurts that's the thing because we were never overweight so for us our experiences i mean for me and katie anyways because tabby will tell her story after but um for us (laughs) i always joke that if you call me fat i'll take it as a compliment because i've been called like skinny and stick for so long that Mm -hmm. i actually think it's a compliment when people like say how much how much you know. fat you've gotten yeah like how much like how much meat you've gained like, like they say oh yeah. you look a little yeah. bit your like, cheeks like, oh, are plump like, now like, that's what oh, they say like your face is round now like i'm like yeah mm-hmm. thank you exactly. like that's i'm trying but like all the all the weight goes to my face <laughs> which is which sucks <laughs> tabby knows um so yeah, yeah i always call you my round chicken nugget you never Aww. call me that, and um, I'm going to continue <laughs> with my story. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've basically been living with being underweight ever since I was two or three. So when middle school hit, everyone started getting their, like, periods, and everyone started hitting their puberty besides me, like, everyone except for me. So you're a late bloomer? Yep, I am a late bloomer. Like, everyone started getting their periods and puberty started hitting everyone when they're like in fifth grade or in sixth grade 
and puberty hit me when I was in eighth grade. Oh wow! So I'm kind of grateful that I'm no, a late babes. bloomer. No, babes, but you're if if you mean it by that, then it's it's mostly like based on how other people had their periods which is in fifth and sixth grade that is so early for them you being having it in your eighth grade is is probably normal so yeah, yeah that's also another example of how other people affect you but we're gonna talk about that later yeah, yeah but when i was in eighth grade like before i had my puberty everyone around me already looked like they were in high school and this yeah. is still in middle school like everyone yeah. looked so physically developed tall and they look yeah exactly physically developed and like we were we were like kindergartners and i still looked yeah and i still looked like i was in primary school so i was really 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 insecure about myself when i was in eighth grade like why do i have to be sad that i don't have boobs in eighth grade like i yeah it's not that i should or I shouldn't. No, I understand. I don't completely. have to. You know, like yeah, I no one should have to feel insecure for not being physically developed in middle school. Bro, do you know what's like really messed up? I remember in middle school, the boys would always comment on how flat I am because, as you know, yeah. I'm in the class where uh, all of the other kids are a year older than me at least. Oh yeah. Right. So they were all like already developed and also older than me Mm -hmm. so the point of comparison was already like a little bit different and then i had i remember i was going around at this because we had swimming class going around the swimming pool i went truth or dare please choose dare i i won't dare you anything bad and then all of them chose dare and i said i dare you to not talk about my boobs ever again like i remember that and if oh I God. were my own bigger sister, I'd be so sad for myself. I really that's, that was in yeah. Bro, that's so sad. Grade. Yeah, and my swimming No, like, I understand that, honestly. Yeah. Because girls in my school, they used to ask about my chest size, like, and waist size. And they're like, oh, uh, you're yeah. so... Yeah, right? You know who I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. But, like, it made me feel like I had to be a certain way. Right. I was still, like, just a kid. In a school where everyone looked so much bigger than me. And that affected my mental health so much. To the point where I I wasn't feeling happy with really anything about my body. And I would go to my mom and I would tell her how much I hated my body. She was the one who practically created my body. Mm-hmm. And for my mom to hear that, like... I would go to complain to her every almost every day, because I was so self conscious. Yeah, and I yeah, feel I get so that, bad. Though. Yeah, yeah, and I think as a mom, it could also be like super heartbreaking. Yeah, to see your child like exactly say that's that. why because I'm like, really, there is nothing wrong with your body as it is right now. Like right. you're completely capable of doing any physical activity. You're like completely yeah. healthy, and I bet. For any parent, it would hurt so much for their child to come up and say, like, be unhappy with the body that they created. Yeah, even if you're, like, handicapped or physically unable to do anything, like, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like, your body is still protecting you. But um, that was my story on how I grew up being extremely underweight. I was never malnourished. Like, I was at some point, but it wasn't, like, sca- like only bones everywhere, you know? Um, although many people still call me malnourished, and I, and yeah. I knew I wasn't because I was still completely healthy. And I told them, I'm like, I'm not malnourished. And they're like, what do you mean? You look like a stick. Like, I can see your bones sticking out. I'm like, because they're bones. Like, I can see your bones sticking out. Like, they're supposed to be out Yo, like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, people, people shouldn't just call thing. that. Gang. Wow, really? Yeah, and it's so really in Vietnam because it's such a normal thing to call people like oh. comment on people's weights. It's so normal, right? So, in contrast, Hoi, um, what's your input or like, Tabby. what's your story? Tabby. <laughs> Actually, you, against how you guys felt with being underweight, I was being called out for being a uh, fat. 
So when I was a kid, I was rather like on the chubby or like umpty dumpty looking. So I had like fat cheeks. Yeah, like basically, I didn't look to the point of being overweight, but I looked fat enough that people actually make comments about it. So I remember it wasn't even my friends. It was like relatives from my family who were giving me clothes to try on. They would just be like, oh, wow, that's your pants size. That's so huge. That's like an almost like a teenager. And yeah, like, have you guys ever been asked, like, how much do you weigh or like, how tall are you at the dinner table? Yeah, that's like a big topic of conversation. So it just made me really self-conscious because I just felt like I had to be not fat when I was just eating at my normal growing level. And I had really no control over it because I was in like, what, elementary school when it started. The thing is, like, I just started eating and my height didn't grow proportional with it or whatever. But like, I remember we had uh, swimming trips with schools and the boys would always like snicker behind my back or like oh my God. when we yeah i remember who exactly oh and they God. made a big joke about it after it too i just the thing is though i don't know for me i know that i was being made fun of but at the same time i never cared I did feel self-conscious about it when they made it a topic of conversation. Like when they call me out or when they ask or when they laugh, like I would feel embarrassed, but it would slip my mind. Like I felt like it was a defense mechanism, but for some reason, I just felt like it was something out of my choice. It wasn't something I could do about it. So maybe I forgot about it quickly. So I don't know Mm -hmm. if ignorance is bliss in this situation because I should have addressed it properly. No, there's no, literally, there's no correct way to respond because it's literally a trauma response. It's valid to respond any certain way because you're still receiving attacks against you. Now that I'm talking about it, I remember more and more. I remember brimming with tears. Not not like not because I'm sad, but because you know when when that feeling chokes you up in your throat and yeah. you just feel the onslaught of tears coming. It's like Dude, from yeah, I know that it's so like well. yeah, I am having the feeling like right now. It just really sucks because they're saying stuff about your body, about how thick your thighs look, and oh wow, you have so much fat around your stomach, and how how are you gonna fit in clothes? And wow, look at the size you're wearing. You're almost as big as a teenage girl. Stuff like that. It 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 so it, it puts a dent on you, to be it. honest. Really, yeah, and like especially you're at such a young age, and your body's constantly evolving. You haven't even known your body for a long time yet, right? And I just find that it sucks. It really sucks to hear those comments about it about your body when it's not even part of your identity yet. Your body only stops growing at like what twenty, twenty two, twenty three. I don't know. And yeah, so I think it just often stems from looking different compared to others. And that kind of causes you to be an outcast in some cases. And as I said, middle school or early high school is also an age where you're really trying to find an identity to Mm -hmm. base how cool you are. Like, if that makes sense. Because being cool is such a big thing. Right. And this is where looks come in because your identity is still very, very unclear. Right, because most of the time, when you're finding your identity, you tend to try to fit in. Like, you mm-hmm. would want to yeah. fit in. And for your people... Your identity is being sculpted around the people you surround yourself right. with. Right, your environment yeah. forms your identity. You can't avoid that. But the thing mm-hmm. is, for people who look different than other people, I'm not saying they look worse or like better. I'm just saying people who stand out, who just can't fit in, whose body types aren't the same as everyone else's, you will feel like you can't fit in and you will try to. And that's when the worst happens. The The second you try to fit in so hard. Yeah. The worst happens is when you try to change to fit something that's not you. Right. And you're like changing your entire identity and that can be your new identity, but that's an identity you form like for other you're people. You're trying to make yourself fit in, not make it fit you. And Ooh. so that's where that unhealthy mindset develops. Ooh, yeah. Katie with them Katie. eloquence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're still trying to figure out like at that age of middle school, early high school, whatever, even now, you're still trying to figure out what the things are that you resonate with. 
and the things you don't resonate with. So obviously, at this crucial period of time, the only like physical, the only solid thing that is literally there for you to measure your worth on is your look. So it's understandable that looks are so important. When Tabby said that she would constantly get comments on like a wow you're like so like like wow you almost have the size of a teenage girl like a similar situation happened to me particularly in ninth grade when i just moved to a new school i was already feeling extremely unhappy with my body on the outside people will see that i'm really confident i dress in crop tops and wear shorts and just look really confident with my body and most of the time i post it so i can feel more confident even though i didn't feel it at all yeah so you're trying to emulate the feeling basically right so only close friends or my family knew about my insecurities and one of those close friends i had at the moment who like i'm just acquaintances with now i remember like in ninth grade we were in our dance club and she picked me up and she was just like playing with me like messing with me and she put me down and she was like wow you are so light no wonder why redacted name doesn't like you like a boy's name doesn't like you absolute no yeah i remember this oh yeah and so i was like excuse me and i found out that she was lying because she liked that boy that's like a whole nother story but basically she she took advantage what she said of my insecurities. what she said i remember what she said was redacted name doesn't like skinny girls oh yeah and that was like i remember that what like but that's kind of no i'm not gonna i know <laughs> we're not gonna get into that but basically that was a lie i just want to put it out there that, that was a lie everything she said she meant what she said she just put other people's names in it so people don't think that it's actually her that was at the time I'm, I'm sure she's somehow different now but um that happened and that was a really big thing but basically when she said that it hit me because i was like hmm that's not okay at all and at that point i was already very insecure with my body so when she said that i literally had a double take with my own self i'm like what like what just happened with all her free will she said it and it was to harm me so that happened that was not pleasant but yeah i feel i feel you like when you feel so undesirable with your own body and one person's comment even if it was a lie like it still hurts so much because then you actually question whether you're lovable or not because of like your if appearance. it's true like you question yourself you question like am i unlovable because of my body which you're not by the way but katie mm-hmm. transition go Love you. <laughs> what the hell? Why are you guys taking transition rights from me? I'm joking. Please go I'm ahead. revoking transition I really rights. I don't mind. I'm revoking transition <laughs> Kitty girl. Love you. Okay, okay, okay. I, I mean, yeah, looks... I think that looks were just such a huge thing. And they still are now. But less for me. I don't know if it is for you guys. And honestly, I'm just asking myself if it had anything to do with the environment that you're in. Like, as we said earlier, just imagine... If the environment you're surrounding yourself with is friendly and loving, you obviously would care about it less or even not at all. But on the other hand, sometimes, I mean, like external factors like social media and the people you follow on there can still affect you. Wait, I just wanted to comment that even if you're in like a good environment, there are still some aspects that just makes you feel like crap. Because, like, here's the thing. The thing about human nature is that we feel the need to always want to be better than everyone else. So even if the nicest, truest friend of all would still have these, like, inklings of comparing you to them or, like, trying to make you feel, in a way, lesser than them, you know? There's there's always that kind of inkling. And if if you stand out, like, physically... That's always an easy hit for them, you know? Even if they're your greatest friends, there's always, like, something they can comment. And it would hurt even more because they're someone you trust, you know? Mm -hmm. Actually, this is, like, so relevant to what my next point is going to be about. I was going to say, like, apart from the social media aspect that everyone or every self-care page mentions, oh, social media is so unhealthy for mental health. I think comparison is literally the venom to your relationship with your body image. 
and just generally how you look. But obviously, comparison is, it's inevitable. You can't avoid it. It's like a tsunami. You don't avoid it. You push through. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's, that's, yeah, that's what we're getting. Like, there are some things. Like, even if you're not, (laughs) even if you're not comparing yourself to anyone, you will still constantly compare yourself to maybe your old self comparison is always going ingrained. to happen yeah yeah it's ingrained you in your mind it. that's yeah. why in this episode we're going to tell you what you can do to make it work with comparison yeah we're not gonna tell you, you all the worse and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna tell you all like the toxic positivity stuff like yeah. love your own body like don't care yeah. that's here's the thing we've been there we've heard those things yeah millions of freaking times it doesn't and trust work. me it doesn't work it just makes you feel yeah. l- lesser about your body even more because people are like if you're so unhappy about your body you should work for it you know what yeah no this is where we say <laughs> you are not going to love your body 100 percent all the time yeah you ever, probably ever, can ever. never yeah that's the thing loving yourself self-love is not a destination that's the thing yeah. you will always it's a goal have- it's not a goal. It's not even a, a goal. It's like no. I meant it's, um, it's something that goes with you entire day. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah that's when right. When you love someone else, you know how you have to put in work every single day. Like you yeah. never fully love a person. It goes the same Honestly. for yourself. You always have to put in exactly. work to show yourself that you deserve love. Yeah. You have to give yourself that, that love. That is one thousand percent correct, accurate, mm-hmm. Your Honor. And we're not going to be those friendly sisters who are going to tell you that, oh, love your body. Like, we love our bodies. You know, that's such BS. Yeah. We're not here to BS you. Yeah, we talked about this in the group chat the other day, actually. Yeah. And we were like, it's so much more valid if <laughs> valid if you are self-aware. Like, you're aware of your flaws, what you need to work on. And you work on it because the baseline of it all is that you're healthy. Like, n- who yep. cares? Who cares how skinny or how fat you are? You have to be healthy first. Like, yes, period. In favor of appearance, they forget that what they're doing to their body might even affect their health. Like, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be overweight to the point that it affects your health, but it's okay to be curvier than the average body standard. Or it's not okay for health-wise to be skinny or underweight, but it's okay to be skinny if that's just how your metabolism works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I know I'm eating healthy, I know I'm working out, and if I'm going to look a little more on the skinny side, it's okay. Like, I could try to gain some weight, but I'm not going to put a lot of thought into it as I did when I was, like, younger. So, going back to the aspect on how things affect you how did the comments affect you tabby um so because i was so used to being called like fat i just i just can't find another less offensive word for it i associate it with being offensive because that's all i've known it to be yeah like yeah Yeah. but yeah that's more valid yeah so i went through a phase in the sixth grade because that's when crushes happen high school happen and katie was saying about how feelings and your identity in high school not even mm-hmm. high school just like school throughout generally. life yeah yeah like how your identity goes along with how you look and stuff like that i told you guys that i didn't care about it at all in elementary well i went through a phase in the sixth grade where i felt like if I wasn't skinny and pretty. I would practically be an outcast, like an actual outcast, like boycotted in class. And so I always kept my hair down. And when I say always, I mean always, always, always. Even when I'm at home, I don't put my hair up. When I'm at school, you'd never catch me with my hair in a ponytail or away from my face because for me, my hair was the only thing covering my fat, oh my chubby cheeks. I feel from people that looking. so much. I feel that yeah, so much. Yeah, you know? Much. Yeah. It felt like water. It felt like something I had to do. But if people made me pull my hair up, I would cry. It like, felt like a even, mask, right? Yeah, it felt like it was my lifeline in school. Yeah, that was like, like even on yeah. yeah, like even on the sweatiest of days, like the like Vietnam sweat humidity days you'd never catch me with my hair up ever and and to make it yeah i know like to make it worse i went through six seven eight 
I stopped when I was in ninth grade because I just didn't give a crap anymore. Six, seven, eight, I started like a heavy diet phase. I actually barely ate. Like I, for me, it wasn't something traumatic. It just felt like something I had to do. But for my family members, especially my brother, it was like becoming a little bit worrying. And my dad also, because we would eat dinner together. And he's like, is that all you're eating? Well, I used to eat like a quarter of, I don't know how to say it, but like a quarter of your usual meal. Yeah. Imagine a full bowl of rice. I would eat like one fifth of what I used to eat. The rice, like I made myself feel full, you know, and my brother actually said, is there any way that you're anorexic? And I actually said, I remember this, I said, no, I love food too much to be anorexic, but I love being called skinny more. So like I, I went, (laughs) I went through a phase because in class at the time, most of my friends were like skinny and we were all competing for this. Yeah, I say competing for this boy's attention. And one of the like requirements was to be skinny and pretty enough for him. Well, crap. I call freaking crap. In the eighth grade, that's where like it got really bad. Like like, that's, that's horrendous. Because I started growing like a little bit taller. So as I grew taller, all of my body fat from before was like mellowing out, you know, balancing out. But because I didn't even uh, increase my intake of food, it started mellowing out too much. So then I started becoming a little bit like skinny. Like I remember there was this one time my mom, because she leaves early in the morning. But that day she was late. So she walked out of the bathroom. She saw me wear my school dress, like getting dressed to school. And she gasped. She was like, oh my god, why is your skirt falling off? Like, why do you look so skinny? And, like, that was when oh she was, God. like, genuinely worried. Not, like, because it came out suddenly. She didn't mean it in a bad way. But, like, she's like, why do you look like that yeah, in a scare-for-me way, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And my my skirt was just falling off. And I was trying to fold it up so it would stay. And I, I'm like, I don't know, Mom. I just want to be like this. And, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh my god, that's I, so heartbreaking. I, I know, like, I didn't eat, and I would have headaches, like, very regularly. I would go home, and I would sleep for, like, hours, and then I would continue not to eat, and then do my work. It was, like, a cycle where I felt like what I'm doing is having a good result, and ignoring all the side effects, and that's, that's that was really toxic, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's for what happened on my part. Emma, do you want to tell us more about how it affected you? Yeah, so for me, we had opposite body types, but our experiences with body shaming were pretty similar. Like, not as in the context, but how it happened. And for me, another thing that also happened was the second I hit middle school, I became conscious. I started caring more about my body, like Tabby. And at that time, social media presence was pretty important. And I became much more self-conscious than I was before because cyberbullying became a thing. So we had those anonymous questions and I would always get those questions of why are you so skinny or like, um, I can barely see your boobs or you look like a boy. Really? Yeah, I would in sixth grade and i'm like bro i'm fresh out of fifth grade you can't expect yeah, me you're like to look you like a woman <laughs> double digits like two years ago Dude. <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> yeah literally so i was like what um kind of kind of fishy but all right yeah but that happened and i was so self-conscious which no one should feel in their middle school years because you're just developing then but mm-hmm. that happened and i i guess Throughout the first two years of my middle school, even after all the obstacles I've been through, only 17 years, but like still, you know, because trauma forms when you're really young. So despite all the hardships I've been through, sixth grade and seventh grade has been the lowest point of my entire life. And I don't think that will ever change because no matter how much harder things I'll go through, I was still just a kid then. And the bad stuff that happened to me in those two years, like bullying and leading to depression. I was just a kid, so I didn't know how to handle it. So that was such a low point in my life. That's the thing, though. You're a kid. You shouldn't have to handle it. Right. But that did happen. So I Yeah, because society, I was, man. Yeah. 
So that was the lowest point of my life, and I was so depressed because I was cyberbullied. I couldn't even look at my body. I I could still see myself in the mirror, but I couldn't register what was going on with my body. I was like, I'm so unhealthy, and I think at some point I even went online and bought like like bre- like breast growth pills. Oh that's how God. bad it got my I mom doesn't know this so oh. no one no one knew except for my sister i think she knew once but after that i didn't do any anymore that happened my mom still doesn't know so i think if she if she listens to this episode she'll know but i think i, I only know. did it once and that that didn't do anything to me so i was like huh this doesn't work i'm not gonna do it anymore <laughs> it's <laughs> so a scam so like, it is the same thing as food you're ingesting into your body your body's still gonna digest it the same way it digests food it's not gonna magically just go exactly. through your boobs that's not how it works i was rushing it i was like why am i not seeing results i'm not i'm not gonna do it anymore my i don't see yeah. any boobs but yeah <laughs> so that was the lowest point and i was I extremely suicidal <laughs> okay i'm sorry <laughs> yeah so i was extremely suicidal and i guess that's what bullying does to you whether it's about your body or not but i'm just going in more a general sense now smallest kind of problem and bullying will still get to you yeah and no one took me seriously when i when i was depressed because they're like oh you're so young what do you know yeah yeah, yeah, like you're so young like why do you feel like this oh then how are you gonna be when you grow up in life like bro i'm gonna be grown up when i grow up in life i'm gonna be grown (laughs) up and mature and know how to handle things but i'm a kid yeah you're seeking help yeah i was seeking help and so many stuff are happening to me that i shouldn't have to go through i don't know how to register it and i was depressed a lot of the people didn't take me seriously when i was seeking help except Mm -hmm. for my sister when at one point i started getting more serious and my sister noticed that and she was the one who pulled me out of it because she saw like i'm about to cry here because i remember that face so mm-hmm. katie you can transition i am done right so as you heard the problem is there and i think the thing with body image is that everybody has a slightly different issue with their own body and one piece of advice won't work for all so normally all of the self-love advice is kind of counterproductive because it just causes you to lie to yourself in a way if that makes sense um, it makes sense Abby's- Tabby's way of dealing with it was that she kind of stopped caring in a sense. Yeah, I know that that's not something easy to do, actually. And it seems so weird that you can snap out of it. But it just comes... I don't If you ask me what brought it on, honestly, I can't tell you. It just felt exhausting to a point. And I said, what the hell am I doing this for? Well, when I was dieting and being trying to be skinny, it was for a boy. And obviously, we didn't work out, and it was from my decision. So I snapped out of it, and I just, I, I, I eat so much now. It's, it's great. Like, I'm not telling you guys that it's going to be that easy for you, or I'm trying to invalidate how you feel like the process that you're going to grow into to be in love with your body. But for me, it was, it could just I'm saying there is a possibility that you can just snap out of it and it there is a possibility that it can be as easy as just snapping out of it and stop to, stopping caring. Well, well stop to care is not something you can do like like 100%, but it comes to a point when you realize that it doesn't have to play such an important part of your life that you stop mm-hmm. eating and having headaches and like all of that bad stuff. It, oh God, it, yeah. can't, it's not worth it can it. get it's not like uh one of the ways is that you just have to realize that it's your body is your body and you're the one living with it other people's comments on how it should look does not and should not register because they're not the one living your body you are as long as you're healthy like seriously as long as you're healthy and trying to make an effort to be healthy their comments their negative comments do not matter and that's the thing i think the confidence and the kind of ignorance that tabby was talking about really just comes with time because the older you grow the less you're going to care about how you look this is like 100 percent true well you're you're not going to care less about how you look but i assure you you're going to care less about how you look in other people's eyes 
So if you're a young listener listening to this and you're so self-conscious about your body and how you're looking, I promise you, you're not going to care as much in the future. And it's going to be bad now, but we're going to talk about some pieces of advice later. And if you take it, I think it's really going to help you. Being afraid to look bad isn't really a bad thing. But when looking bad in other people's eyes affects your peace of mind, that's when you need to find a way to remove yourself out of that situation. Either that or changing your mindset around so that you are more positive and stop scrutinizing yourself because you had believed what other people told you. Um, Like Emma, she wrote the You Should Eat More essay, for example. Yeah. To remind herself that people's comments don't really matter yeah so in 10th grade we had a project to write whatever you wanted as a speech and i chose my own struggles as the topic itself i don't think that i'm like really really special or like i'm different i I don't think of myself that way but that's the thing that's the reason why i chose to write that topic because i was more aware then like i realized that hey, maybe I'm not the only one who went through that. And maybe choosing to write about my own struggles could help others Mm -hmm. feel the same. So they can realize that, hey, I'm not alone. Like what happened to me was bad. What happened to me was really bad, but I am not alone in this situation. There's people who have gone through what I did and they got through it, which in in that case was me. So I wrote Mm -hmm. an essay in 10th grade and I tweaked it when I repeated 10th grade in America for another speech so I remember feeling so inspired when Emma was presenting her essay like I actually felt like I look at her in a different way I felt like wow this person actually knows stuff I'm joking no yeah I'm I'm joking (laughs) but like when she presented it I actually felt overwhelmed because I didn't know Mm -hmm. it was like that bad like I knew she had issues with it but Cause like That's she was so mature me. too, you know. So when she presented, I was like, "Oh wow!" Like I actually felt like I was really like like really? you were in you're in in my life, like you were in my life. Yeah, like, you yeah. Were in I my felt shoes. yeah. I saw you in a different light, like a good a gooder light, a gooder light. Yes, I'm using gooder, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing about me. I. I tell people stuff about me, but I never tell them the full story. So a lot of people think that they know everything about me, which is false. I feel like that's my coping mechanism to feel likable, to feel like I'm loved. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that essay is um is in a Google Docs. I posted the link of it, and it is currently in my Instagram bio. So if you want to check it out, it is there, and we will also put the link in the yeah, podcast description. description. Yep. So you can read it there. You can, you know, know more about me. You can take a deeper look into my life and what I went through. But essentially, writing that essay was my way to get over it because I love vocalizing my struggles. Mm. I love putting labels on it, even though some things just you just can't have labels to. But in this case, I expressed my struggles and how I went through it. And it was just a reminder to myself whenever I felt low. I still reread my essay sometimes. And I feel like I really hope, I I hoped and I still do that that essay after I posted it empowered others. So yeah, if you want to check it out, Mm -hmm. it's there. And nowadays... Have a look, guys. Just have a look. It's really good. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What I wanted to say was Emma's form of writing it out is actually a very useful and effective method of therapy. Mm -hmm. You write out your thoughts because your thoughts need to be heard. And even if you're not comfortable telling it to anyone, you're basically retelling it to yourself when you write it out. Yeah. So you and should just write it out. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to write it in out a there physical also journal. exposes you to like more vulnerability and it also builds you up in a way. Like people can basically look at what you're going through and you're setting up a little challenge for yourself to emotionally revealing yourself Reveal who more you are, and that true. also strengthens you. Yeah, I really contemplated posting that essay because a lot of my followers have been with me ever since I was in sixth grade. So they've been with me through my toxic confidence, through my depressed state. I didn't like post depressed stuff on social media but the vibe was off like you could tell when i was in in that period of time so i felt really i was really hesitant 
to publish that essay because my bullies, the same bullies in that essay, were still following me. But mm-hmm. I felt that you know people change because I know I did. Yeah. And I was like, why not? Mm. Like, I w- I chose to be vulnerable. You don't have to. Yeah. You can you can still write it out and keep That's it to true. yourself. That's the thing about writing. You don't have to show it to others. You don't have to tell others. You're talking to yourself and you're verbalizing how you feel. And that's such a good release. So right mm-hmm. now, I'm still struggling a lot with my body because our bodies are still changing every single day. Yeah. And that's just that's just how it is like you just cope with it more you just choose to accept the things you can't change why and learn do to I love feel it. like my boobies are gonna grow after this because i feel so therapized you know like so therapeutic right now i literally felt like yo my boobs are gonna grow <laughs> <laughs> the thing about my relationship with my body is that i know it's changing i know it's not the same every day that's why I accept it for what it is. Yeah. The least you can do is accept your body. And that's the single hardest thing. Mm-hmm. The least and the yep. most important thing is to accept your body. That's so... And that, that can took take a lifetime. Years. Exactly. For me, it only took years because I'm like really hyper aware of myself. So I do a lot of self-work. But a lot of people don't and they choose not to, which is completely fine because you go at your own pace. But it's just much harder. That's why it takes so much longer. Yeah, I, I choose not to do anything about it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, because it's not important. Your appearance it, it, it is shouldn't not be. as yeah. important That's as you think it I is. My relationship with my body right now, it's not perfect, but I still love it for the way it is because I think that whatever happens, my body will literally protect me because I am yeah. eating healthy. I am living a healthy life. And that's all that matters because my appearance shouldn't matter as much as it does to other people. Like, Mm -hmm. you may look at my body and judge me, and that's not fine, but I don't care at this point. I can assure myself that I am okay and I'm healthy, and that's that's what my mom taught me. That's a very good place. Yeah, that's a very good place to be in. Mm -hmm. Honestly, you're never going to come to a point that you're like, I wake up every day and I'm happy with my body. Nope. But best place to be is to accept the fact that your body is shaped this way it's molded specifically for you and Mm -hmm. other people have different bodies and no matter what they say you should know that you're okay with your body and you're content with how it is and one thing to know is that when people judge you for your body they're just projecting their their own insecurities onto you They're projecting what they want to look like and they judge you because they also don't look like that. Yeah, they're trauma dumping. Or they have nothing better to do, honestly. Like, if they look like the bomb... Then they're just putting you down. Or that was their old trauma. Or that was their, like, That's what I'm saying, though. Because, like, human nature has this tendency to want to be better. Mm -hmm. So they try to punch you where it hurts. And most easily, it's how you look. Mm -hmm. So you should remember Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, another thing is that Another reason why I, I'm in a much better relationship with my body now is because last year I went through something traumatic. And when my mom found out, this is something that I'll never forget because it hit me so much. Side input, I have always been compared to with like my sister because um, we're both sisters and in similar ages. So people tend to like compare us, which I can't control. It, it does happen, but... It used to have a really big impact on how I viewed myself because I would constantly also compare myself to my sister and that was <laughs> not not fun because she's gorgeous mm-hmm. but we look really different. I mean to me at least. Yeah, you guys look different. Yeah, yeah but at that point my mom, my mom sat me down and she literally told me, she told me that um, you don't have to compare yourself to your sister like you don't look like your sister and that's okay like that's not important like i made you mm-hmm. and your name literally means mm-hmm. that you're like me so oh emma that's so touching yeah i did so she stop making like, me cry i'm, I'm crying i can I'm tell i can tell yeah you can see me choking back but um yeah she said that your name means that you're like me and i grew up i didn't feel pretty that's what my mom told me. So I was like, it sucked to hear because I'm like, oh my god. Because I look like my mom. So imagine how my mom feels for me to yeah. feel so horrible about my own body. And she said that like bad things happen. But you see that I, I grew up. I'm living a great life without depending 
on my appearance because I tried to be a good person to everyone. And look what the universe gave me instead, like a beautiful family with like great children. Like that's what she told me, and I was like, oh my god. And that hit me. I'm like, my my body isn't as important as I think it is. My appearance, yeah, yeah, my appearance doesn't really matter. So my mom is a huge role model for me because you know, like what she said, my name is like hers. You know. Um, my middle name is her first name. That's how it's Just similar. to clarify, her mother's name is Von. So Emma's name is Von Yu. Yeah, if you're Vietnamese, Von you'll Yu understand. means New Von. It's like... Yeah, my grandpa like, named me after my mom. Like yeah. yeah. So it means I'm like my mom. Mm-hmm. And it just... It hit me so much because she said that your name means you're like me. And that's all that matters because you shouldn't try to be like your sister you're an entirely different person and i i didn't grow up pretty and i still got great things in life so just believe that whatever you do just be a good person and you'll be rewarded and that hit me so much so yeah at the yeah. end of the day it's cliche to say it but what's inside still counts more no oh, like, for sure like it is cliche but because it's true it's so repeated because it's true once again we just want to nail down is that your appearance shouldn't matter as much as you believe or is told to believe is what matters but work on what's inside you're you know an onion you peel all the layers oh no not an onion like a chestnut (laughs) an an onion onion. yeah an onion yeah no because 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 maybe well for a chestnut maybe you crack all the hard shells and then the inside is all yum yum so that's how you should be a chestnut but i love eating onions okay but like fine. raw fine Ew. it's good i love eating onion salad okay, okay no okay we're sidetracking we're sidetracking miss katie, katie go katie go i'm so sorry katie the take away so yeah thank you emma for that kind of vulnerable story i think the takeaway of today is just sometimes how you view yourself is more determined by someone else's and you should try to identify that and cut out that person or factor it out and if your family is the one body shaming you um, remember that it is unfair of them to do that and you need to talk to them about it but also try to remember they're not actively out to get you like they're still family so keep that in mind and as I mentioned earlier, okay, so I have this little piece of advice, right? I heard this years ago. Listen carefully. It's life-changing. It was for me. Switch your comparisons around. I'm telling you this. Whenever you find yourself thinking, wow, my classmate has such nice skin. I wish my skin looked like that. Or my skin will never look like that. Or, wow, my best friend has such nice teeth. Because <laughs> I have bath teeth. So, teeth are What do you like mean? Your teeth are fine. I feel that. I feel you so hard. I feel you so hard. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so that's my point. Whenever you find someone having better features, whenever you find yourself in that situation where you're actively pitying yourself by not looking at up, not looking better, or like not looking like people around you, switch it around. Switch it around and compliment them. Tell them, dude, I love your skin. It looks so good. It looks absolutely amazing. And block out block out the afterthought where you go, man, I wish I had their skin. Or man, I wish I don't have that many pimples on my face or whatever. Genuinely divert your loving right. energy to them and tell them your admiration. That's such a good advice. Like, I'm telling you, just stop there right after you compliment them like genuinely compliment them from the bottom of your heart and stop there do not add in the bit where you're feeling bad about yourself just stop there and if you catch yourself thinking hmm her skin is not that pretty even though it really is because you're like jealous be aware of yourself also be aware mm-hmm. of your negative thoughts yeah like it's okay to feel jealous that's the thing like i'm super jealous of my sister <laughs> because i love her body we we're the same height and we're the same weight but our body types are completely different and that was completely out of my control but i was really jealous of her so i was like oh she doesn't even look that pretty oh <laughs> that's really what i was <laughs> like she knows that my sister knows that like, i i call her ugly all the time even though i don't mean it because realistically she is completely gorgeous but um now like i don't care anymore because i love my body you know like not that i love my body but like i i know i'm different yeah so identify your negative feelings right um so oh yeah guys 
viewers share your body image issues with us on instagram at takes three to tango we had a lot of people share their stories with us last time when we posted on our story and we would love like absolutely love to make a second episode on this topic and feature your stories on there share whatever is on your mind with us good thoughts, but only thoughts. if you want only yeah. if you consent to us sharing <laughs> yeah of course of course we're gonna ask you we will create a google form so you can you know send it anonymously because we realize that the reason why a lot of people don't want to you know come forward with their own stories and be vulnerable is because they're putting their instagram like user has yeah. their um address <laughs> not address yeah, but like, like you don't want us to know who it was from and that's completely valid like we understand so we will be creating a google form and uh, it is completely anonymous if you choose to be or you can like let us know who you are if you want to but we really hope to hear from you and i'm I'm really looking forward to hearing your stories and hopefully share them. If yeah, that's what we'll, you guys we'll have want. a field to indicate if you're comfortable with us talking about your stories. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And um, hopefully we could share it in the second part of this topic. All right, Miss Katie, please give us the outro. Right. <laughs> well, we really, 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 really genuinely hope you learned something from today's talk. And resonated with us most importantly Mm. and we will see you all next week with another bomb of a podcast episode it takes three to tango guys and goodbye no we're supposed to do that and remember (laughs) okay let's do it let's do it one two three and And remember remember, it it takes takes three to tango tango. (laughs) it's so messy no but i love that Okay. okay, bye guys. Bye bye. Kiss, kiss. Have an amazing day. Yep. Bye. 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 <laughs>